0: Love, talk radio. Hey, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. It is uh, Tuesday morning, first Tuesday of the month. And this is your host, Jim Ventura. Uh, our show is live, uh, for the most part, on the first Tuesday of every month. And then we have a call-in uh, talk show, interview show, uh, usually around the third Tuesday of the month. Uh, anyway, usually at 10.30 a.m. in Phoenix time, which right now actually is Pacific time, I believe, because we actually don't change our time zones here. Uh, anyway, oh, set our clocks back, I should say. Um, anyway, that said, um, I guess we do technically change our, our time zones. Anyway, again, Jim Ventura, uh, this is if this is your first time tuning into uh, Snake Oil Radio. Uh, I am a writer and a spiritual counselor I have been doing uh, counseling work for good 16, oh, probably close to 20 years uh, professionally for quite a while. Um, my expertise includes uh, tarot and numerology and astrology and runestones and a number of other oracles that I've learned to work with. And uh, I've been doing that for a while and uh, I christened myself as a writer about uh, six, seven, eight years ago. When I began to write my first book, uh, *Dirty Little Secrets*, which is out in um, paperback and also on uh, audio CD, available on Amazon.com or it can be got through my website as well. And uh, Snake Oil is my monthly broadcast. Uh, I like to. I do a monthly column on the internet. If you're not already. Receiving snake oil, uh, you can contact me uh... At my website, uh, at my web address uh, through Ventura S as in Sam, A A's and Apple G's and Guy at yahoo.com or Ventura Words at Mac.com. And I'll add you to my mailing list for my free monthly column. And uh, you can uh, check out the column each time uh, before the show, of course. Uh, or again, you can also wait for the show. So, usually, what I like to do is I like to read my current column and then uh, open the phone lines if there are any, uh, anyone is uh, wanting to call in and uh, make a comment or ask a question about the subject matter at hand. Uh, Also, uh, after I finish reading and talking a little bit, of course, I'm going to give the phone number out as well for anybody who might want to. call and ask me a question, I uh, usually, uh, halfway through the show, I'll do a little five-minute mini-readings if someone has a little question to ask, because uh, we can't get into a lot of detail, but um, I certainly open up the idea to giving someone a little peek at uh, pulling an oracle for them and seeing what comes up, and kind of help them along their way. So anyway, let's start with uh, this month's column. I actually did a uh, column this month that is a rerun in, in my book, and probably not from most of my listeners and my audience, because I wrote it back in 2006. And uh, let me read that to you, then we'll kind of talk about it. It's a short one, but uh, I think a powerful uh, column in that sense, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, so this uh, month's column is called Creating Vines. I have beautiful vines that wrap around the stairway of my home. They hug the entrance to my upstairs condominium. Many of the upstairs units in my complex have them. I like to look at the vines, even though my feng shui consultant says they block some of the flow of energy to my home. I think while they make it a little harder to grasp the handrail when walking up my stairs, the beauty outweighs any aspects that could be perceived as negative. I trim them from time to time and occasionally water them when the water... uh, when I watered the flower pots are on my stairway. The Homeowners Association of my complex decided to paint our building about eight months ago. An unfortunate part of this process was that all the vines would have to be pulled out for so the painters to accomplish this task. I was there at the homeowners' meeting when they made this decision to do so. One of the condo owners told us that it's a good idea to remove the vines because they absorb too much moisture from the building. I wondered why concrete would contain moisture and why... Would that have any bearing on the situation in the first place? While its logic seemed questionable to say the least, I knew painting the building would increase the value of our property, and it was all for that. The big day came, and I felt a little uncomfortable as they tore away all the vines. I felt the same type of discomfort when the landscapers sawed off large branches from the tree that guards my home. It felt like they were cutting parts of me in some ways. I've always viewed the plants and animals that surround all the homes I've ever lived in as parts of my family. They're protective pieces of my reality, just like my cat who sits on top of my stairway each night. She proudly surveys and guards our space. I've always believed that all of nature will do this for us. I sat quietly in the back bedroom while I removed the vines that day. It felt like they were tearing up a small but valuable piece of my home. After the painters finished their job, I could see their build- the building did look better. Still, my front steps looked barren, naked, and lifeless. I decided it would somehow make the vines grow back. I visualized this happening. This was easy to do because my visualization skills have been honed over the years. Even though there were no signs left of the vines, I knew they would return. I watered the ground a few times and visualized the plants growing back effortlessly. Within weeks, the vines began to spring up. Within three months, they were again growing all over my stairwell. A few of the neighbors have had some growth, but nothing compared to the lush plant growth that now grazed my home. It dawned on me during this process that it easily manifested this reality. My intention, combined with the desire for beauty, positive growth, and abundance, helped make this happen. Skeptics might argue that it did nothing amazing here, that it had nothing to do with the regrowth. They might point out that the roots were already in the ground. They wouldn't believe that magic had occurred. But why did the vines grow so much? My vines grow so much faster than everyone else's. The difference in my vines was dramatic. They were far more abundant than the other stairways. My response to skeptics is that the practical details necessary for the growth of the vines inserted themselves into physical reality, fueled by my beliefs. Focusing only on the tangible details is where people limit themselves and do not recognize the power of their beliefs. They miss understanding of the multiple layers behind cause and effect. When I was 17, I read a series of channeled books and enlightened me. Seth Speaks by Jane Roberts. I learned that our thoughts create our reality and the world around us. So this idea wasn't new to me. What stunned me was how easily and how quickly I had made the vines return. There was nothing to block this creation. No belief that it wasn't possible. No core fear that I was unworthy of having lush vines again. There were no mental, physical, or emotional blocks that needed to be removed to allow this manifestation to occur. The process was nearly effortless. Something clicked inside of me. I intend to apply the same principle to areas of my life where they have been blocked and stagnant. Then I'll sit back and trust that these things will flower and grow, just like the healthy greenery that now lovingly and abundantly wraps itself around my home. October 2000, uh 2006 is when I wrote this original piece, and it is funny now, of course, I, I thought it was apropos to to run this uh, this this repeat column again, because a lot of my uh, readers of my monthly column have not read this, a lot of people are new, they've been doing the column for a little over five years, and in addition, I also thought it was fitting because I think it's a great subject, and really illustrated a very, very powerful point that I want to talk about today that has to do with how we manifest and how we create events in our lives. You know, at another very practical point, I had had a um, a car accident at the end of August and uh, I went through a process of having to uh, deal with insurance and and get a -a rent-a-car and get a, and, and find a new car to replace the previous car. Um... So, there was a lot going on in addition to my usual work schedule for most of September, so again, that's also another reason I decided to run my repeat. um kind of one of the benefits of having been doing this for a while. I have quite a few columns under my belt now probably sixty something in fact, I will be uh, I'm putting together sink Oil Volume One, which will be my second published book, and a collection of probably about the first forty forty five of my uh, columns that I've written. That should be available in early 2010. I'll keep everyone posted on that through my website and to through, through the uh the show, of course, as well. So you can get a copy of that when that comes out. Anyway, so uh oh, and by the way, the uh you know, I'll I'll talk about this next month since that's what I'm kind of writing about from my uh next month's column, but I will talk about that the um, the car accident and what had come out of that too, which turned out to be strangely beneficial. But um you know, creating vines, uh, like I said, is, is certainly uh, one of the favorite pieces that I've done, uh, simply because I think that it really was a great example of watching how easy one can actually manifest things again when there is no block, in other words, no fear, no real level of doubt uh, that exists. I was, uh, it's, you know, still to this day, anyone who's ever been to my home, any of my clients that come in for personal sessions or friends or people that come to my home always comment about why I have the most vines and greenery around my stairway in comparison to the other 15 uh, or so units in the complex. And uh, I don't know, I maybe I think I have a little bit of a green thumb in that sense, but I think it's primarily... Because I, um, you know, I, I just I think it's beautiful and I love it, and I don't have that as a, again as a blockade, I guess in my own psyche um, to have greenery around me, in that sense, and uh, maybe it has something to do also. I mean, I grew up on the East Coast, and there was a lot more vines and greenery than there is here in Phoenix, and uh, so I do like it in my own way, especially again when it kind of wraps around the home. I think that it really is a is a beautiful site in that sense so uh, I'm going to want to continue to talk about this subject I see there's a couple of people in our chat room here so hello everybody um, if you have any questions or comments you know please feel free to um, to uh, post them in the chat and I can answer. them I'll answer them on on air of course as opposed to typing but uh, please feel free to do that uh, and that's just a reminder anybody listening to the show if you're not keen on calling and talking live to me, you can ask a question um, in the chat room or, or make your comments. I'm, I'm always interested in what other people have to say. And uh, let me throw out that uh, phone number as well, too. The guest call-in number is six four six two hundred three nine six six. 3966 Again, that guest call-in number is six four six two hundred three nine six six. And if you want to call in and talk for a couple of minutes on air or ask a question, I'd love to hear what you have to say. And uh, I'm sure everyone has uh, different perceptions on this as well, too. Or if you've got a question you want to ask, uh, feel free to do that. Uh, I always remind my callers that I will try to keep any calls down to five or six minutes or so just because the show is only a 45-minute show. give people other people an opportunity to call in. Um, but I always appreciate the calls, so you're certainly welcome to do so. And it looks like I think we've got a caller here. So let me see if I can pop this up. Uh, Hello, 646. You are on the air. How are you? Hello. Uh, What's your name?
1: Helena.
0: Hey, Helena. How are you?
1: I'm good. I was um, just reading about the show and and curious about the vines. I mean, my own personal life, I feel. um, I create blocks to going forward and manifesting and things, even though I,
0: right. what are you going to say? Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just nodding in agreement, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah,
1: about. and I, I was wondering if, um, I, I don't know if you had anything to tell me personally about that or.
0: Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, one of the things that I'd, I'd like to say, and, I, and and no way do I want to cut you off, too, uh, mm. so feel free. I just, uh, I'm, a, I'm a, kind of a pushy fire sign, so I, I tend to be a little aggressive <laughs> in that sense. But uh, what I, I do like to remind people of is realize also, too, that I think that, you know, in, in addition to the fact that, you know, most of us can, can definitely have issues at times, with, uh, you know, with manifestation blocks and things of that nature. You know, I think that the last couple of years, because of, you know, economic difficulties and various other factors have really even contributed to some of that fear that I think many of us experience um, and, you know, and, and have caused certain amount of, of block just because there's kind of a larger fear pattern that certainly exists within society at this point in the game also. Mm. But that said, uh, you know, I, I've written about this in, and talked about this in, in past shows and in past columns about how, uh, yeah, there has been, uh, you know, there've been tough times, and I think that that has affected people as well because we always have to remember that when it comes to manifesting and creating something, we we do this individually, but we are influenced by the beliefs and energy around us and mass. In other words, the people around us and their perceptions I'm with you. also, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, again, it could be, you know, for instance, you know, it can be, it's not, certainly not impossible, but it can be very difficult for someone to get out of, um, you know, a, 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 I hate to use the, the terminology, I guess, but there may be no, no better one, like a ghetto area or a difficult area of town and to rise mm-hmm. above that particular energy also because of the mass belief. But what's amazing about that is people do they get themselves out of those places in that sense, and they and they move on to, you know, they move, you know, into into different locales and different places in that sense also. So there's always people that break through even the mass belief barriers as well, too. Now, more importantly, at a personal level, I think one of the things that I've noticed about reality creating in that sense, and I think I'm actually, I'm going to, I want to pull a, a runestone for you
1: oh, um, today
0: as well, too. And But one of the things that I find is that, one of the main, uh, you know, I guess contributors or difficulty is, you know, we often really, we tend to think a lot about the areas that we are um, uh, fearful about or stressed about in the sense that we we focus on it a lot. Yes. In other words, say, you know, for instance, like, I mean, I've had, uh, I'll talk about this more so on my next show, but, you know, I had a car accident, as I mentioned, when I was reading the, uh, you know, talking about what had happened and. Things really went, came, uh, really went well after that. I mean, I got a new car. It, it was a car that I had always wanted to get me, a hybrid car. I got more mm. money out of insurance than I expected. I wasn't physically hurt. Everything went really, really well. So I, that's one of the reasons I also threw the, the Creating Vines uh, story in, because it reminded me, too, that there have been times in my life when I've manifested kind of easily and effortlessly, and things have gone well for me. But what I'm finding that's happening is, even though things had gone really, really well for much of the month of, of September for me, I can, there's other areas in my life that I'm battling internally, and one of them is um, credit card debt that mm-hmm. I have, and I can find myself battling with that energetically as well, too. So it's tough because we tend to think a lot about the things that we don't want to manifest. Yeah, I mean, those those get thought, and we don't realize, I think, at times that we're doing it. It's like you're driving to work; you're not even thinking about the fact that you're stressing out about mm-hmm. um, a particular area or a fear that you have. In that sense, like for instance, if it's relating to a relationship or something, you know, sometimes we just think about the fact that we're alone,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we we stress about that. You know what I mean? And in that sense, it's very difficult to manifest under those particular conditions because, again, we keep. Focusing on the negative, which can be which can be hard to do, but I think that there is an element of of, of awareness that we need to realize that it can take a little practice to shift our thought process around. You uh, see what I mean? It can really really take some practice. So for you, the personal message that I have for you today is I pull the runes, stone, and I don't know if you're familiar with runes. A bit. Uh, they are a Viking oracle. And this, this really kind of backs up the feeling that I'm getting, and I, I think in terms of manifestation for you right now, I really do feel like it isn't that you're doing anything wrong, okay, in terms I, I actually feel like you're trying to make shifts in that sense, mm-hmm. and you've been putting some real effort toward this. So I don't think you're necessarily doing anything wrong. I think that there's an issue with timing here right now in that sense that's actually affecting the situation. So I pulled a runestone, and the rune came up standstill. <laughs> and so it may feel like that, that you're kind of caught in a little bit of a feeling of a standstill in that sense, that you're, you know, I, I, I kind of get the the feeling of damned if you do, damned if you don't. So I want to quote a little bit of this passage out of the Book of Runes. Um, this rune is called Esau. It means standstill, that which impedes, and ice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says the winter of the spiritual life is upon you. You may find yourself entangled in the situation to whose implications you are in effect blind. You may be powerless to do anything except submit, surrender, even sacrifice some long cherished desire. But be patient for this is a period of gestation that precedes a rebirth. Positive accomplishment is unlikely now. There's a freeze on useful activity. All your plans are on hold. You may be experiencing an unaccustomed drain in your energy and wonder why. A chill wind is reaching you over the ice floes of outmoded habits. Trying to hold on can result in shallowness of feeling and a sense of being out of touch with life. Seek to discover what it is you are holding on to that keeps this condition in effect and let go. Shed, release, cleanse away the old that will bring on the thaw. Usually, ISA requires a sacrifice of the personal and the I. And yet, there is no reason for anxiety. Submit and be still. For what you are experiencing is not necessarily the result of your actions or habits, but rather arises from the conditions uh, of time against which you can do nothing. What has been full must empty. What has increased must decrease. This is the way of heaven and earth. And to surrender is to display courage and wisdom. At such a time, do not hope to rely on help or friendly support. In your isolation, exercise caution and do not stubbornly persist in attempting to work your will. Remain mindful that the seed of the new is present in the shell of the old, the seed of the unrealized potential, and the seed of the good. Trust your own process and watch for signs of spring. So, you know, yeah, fitting, because I feel like, I really do feel like there's a feeling like you you keep trying to put your your, your foot on the gas, but you're, you know what I mean, there's another foot that's kind of on the brake.
1: Yeah, yeah. At
0: some level. So what I'm also getting is that the situation is going to shift and it's going to change. Um, I feel very strong for some reason about February of 2010. And what I'm feeling like is going on at this point in the game is you're going to get in touch with the next couple of months of what sort of the blocked belief is, and why you uh-huh. won't let yourself kind of create the next thing. But you've got to kind of be patient with that, but because it's going to come. And I feel like even like by November, December, it feels like that like there's an awareness that's coming in um, about what it is that's blocking. And the good news that I'm getting is it feels like. The reason I see a change also in, in around February is because the old way is just going to become boring to you. It just won't work anymore. You're, you're, you're losing interest in it in that sense. And it's, it feels to me like it's a fear. It's something that you're holding on to. It's even an issue potentially about self-worth.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's there for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's okay. getting ready to go. So um, that's the good news that I have. But it's going to feel like being stuck a little bit longer. But what I want you to kind of focus on is ask, um, you know, ask first in the morning, ask when you go to sleep at night, ask your your guides and spirit, just quite simply ask them to um, give you um, the answer, show you what the block is and what you need to do to move it through. And they will. Um, It's like I feel like there's almost a part of you – that's afraid to look at it or it's some it's like when it, it's like a belief it's something you've just so accepted as a fact of reality and it's something that you don't need anymore and once that's, that's removed it shifts
1: that's really insightful cuz i haven't really approached anything or looked at it that way or or asking for that thank you
0: yeah they'll, they'll they'll help you know i learned this a long time ago when it comes to angels and spirit guides they're big mouth And they really are big mouths, but they're big mouths when you ask them. You have to say, listen, I want to know. And then, you know, I I do this all the time, and it's always amazing because I'm always like, it's amazing when it comes to me because I'm like, it was so in front of me all along, but it was something that I just didn't even question. I just Mm. took it as a fact of reality, like this negative crappy thing that was this big boulder. Again, it was like the pink elephant in the room. (laughs) <laughs> that was right in front of me all along. But that's the good news I'm getting. Esau, the rune that I pulled, it means that, you know, when he talks about that idea of, of holding on, it's like you can't anymore. Because if you keep doing it the old way, it's just not making you happy. It's just not fulfilling anymore. Yeah. So yeah. there is a part of you that's letting go. So let that process continue, and you'll understand what I mean. You'll get some insights, and I suggest that you even, you know, grab a little notebook and make it like a little project. That you're on in that sense, because you're going to notice some very different energetic changes in 2010 for you.
1: Well, thanks for that.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, thank you. That's awesome. good and thank really you. helpful.
0: Good, and I appreciate your call. And uh, you, I'm gonna, I got another caller here too, so I'm gonna let you go. But I appreciate your call, and uh, I wish you the best with that. And yeah, and and, uh, and uh, I know you'll do it.
1: Thank you, and all the best to you. Thank all you. All right,
0: thanks, Ellen. Peace, have a good okay. one. You too. Hello. Uh two oh five, you're on air?
1: Yes. Oh hey. <laughs> hey how okay.
0: are you? I, I know you're I'm good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that, that the reading that you just gave for the lady previously would probably apply to me as well. But uh, oh,
0: absolutely. That's okay.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm you know, I'm 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 hanging on to probably a relationship issue. Well, it's it's something that's still an ongoing relationship, but I'm just not sure where it's going because there's a push and a pull, you know. Right. It's it's been going on for about 4 years and I guess I'm trying to decide now. Um I want to manifest it so so much, so um but I'm still got this fear and this block that it's not going to happen and I'm wondering, right. you know, am am I doing the right thing by mm-hmm. hanging on to it? Um, or am am I ruining it by by the fear and negativity you know right. and what 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 you see for it
0: okay and what's your what's your name
1: my name's deborah
0: okay deborah i want to make sure you you know identify yourself that way that <laughs> said okay uh
1: sorry yeah, thanks
0: for calling in deborah <laughs> um so yeah i' am I'm getting a lot of stuff about this already in that sense. One thing I am getting really really clearly is your guides are kind of saying to me that it's like you're, um, they've been kind of giving you um, uh, some, some answers and some signs. Um, they've been kind of showing you things in that sense. And I feel like it's very interesting at the point that you're at because it could go either way right now, mm-hmm. the relationship. It could go and, and move into a smoother, harmonious place. Or it could go uh, into, um, into ending. And it, it actually hasn't been decided yet at the moment. And that's also something that's going on internally for you. Right. Because I feel like at some levels, the relationship does fulfill some of your needs in a way yeah. that is, is really positive. And then at yeah. some levels, I feel like it's like it comes when you wake up and you wonder why, what you're doing here.
1: That's... That it, both things are true.
0: Yes. Yeah. And so there's a duality that's going on internally around the situation in that sense. The other thing that I'm also picking up is I feel like um, a lot of this relates to kind of almost even an abandonment fear that exists yes. as well, too. There's something there that I feel that, that has tainted past relationships as well, too. You're talking is, out from me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. That's very true. Does, does that make sense?
1: Yes, definitely makes about sense.
0: about the abandonment yep. here?
1: Yes, and that's what what it has colored probably. I, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. But because
0: cause what 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 I'm I'm kind of getting is that sometimes people's guides are really really loud. and Both you and your last callers were strong, and that's good. Because what I'm kind of getting is they're they're giving you signs in that sense and. It is to kind of shift your focus on the fact that you cannot be abandoned. And let me explain that in even a little more detail. If the relationship were not to work out, you would harmoniously move on to the next process and be fulfilled. So you can't lose. And the fear of loss is so strong that it's actually throwing you out of balance in that sense. You would be perfectly fine and perfectly content if you, if you went on on your own. But I feel like because there is some love here in that sense, there is a uh, you know, part of you that would like it to work out. And I feel like this oh, is I'll even reflected back in many ways with the mate also. who is. How long have you been together?
1: Oh, I've done him for four years, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Are you married, married, or are you just dating?
1: Um. This is a. It's a strange situation. We've just. We have a, a, a. We're. We're. We're not even dating. I mean, he's still in a relationship with someone else that right. he's trying to get out of. And so right. we just have this strong. Um, I don't know. I guess you could say we we talk almost every day. We we can't. It seems like we cannot go hardly a day without seeing each other right. or talking to each other but right now he's physically separated from me um, right. you know uh, like almost 2,000 miles and might be for a while or he might not and right, <laughs> it, everything is just really really up in the air he keeps telling me to hang in hang in because he knows that we're going to be with each other but it's right. been a, a long long process and a lot of going back and forth and I, I want this, I can see that he is like a soulmate, but I also see that there's so many things standing in the way. Is it fair for me to even want this?
0: Right. It, it's, absolutely, one, it's absolutely okay to want that. You're, you're not, there's no crime being committed in that sense. Um, you know, again, I feel like there's issues of guilt and other influences that are coming up that way. So that part, you know, get rid of that. Don't, don't focus on, you know what I mean, this was brought to you for a reason in that sense, but what I really do feel is, I feel like you're, you know, I, I hate to use the word moral, but yes. I'd rather say, I, I prefer the word ethical, but I feel like in yes. your own way, there's an ethical struggle that's going yes. on here as well, too, in that sense, so I do kind of have a solution, albeit a difficult one in that sense, and the solution part is to make it clear that you are very open that, uh, to the idea that when he is single, and available for you to date and to get together. And to make that really abundantly clear, um, because I think that that is really valid in that sense for you. But I feel like there's some strength required at this point in the game for you to pull back enough, and I'm not talking about like not speaking to him or, you know what I mean, or, but pull back enough to say quite clearly, listen, you have to, in your own way and your own pace, you have to finish this thing that yeah. you're doing. And that the strength to do that, to be able to say, listen, I, there's no, I have no hesitancy on my part in that sense, but you need to finish this in that sense, and at whatever pace is right for you, you know what I mean. But you need to do it, and I feel like if you can get in touch with that part, and in that way, um, it it'll, it's difficult because you're, you know what I mean. I know a part of you wants to um, really connect, and so does. So does he, but I'm getting that, you know, he's got one foot still in the other place. Mm -hmm. And you're only, you know, for you, at some levels it's also a self-esteem issue because then it's accepting um, the fact that you don't get a whole person.
1: That I'm less, yes, or that I'm lesser, you know, that I'm lesser, yes. Definitely.
0: So yeah. I actually, I, I, have a, I have another very interesting thing to suggest to you, too. I want you to, whenever you have the next opportunity to do so, it'll probably happen anyway without you even trying, but I want you to I want you to just go to a park or somewhere where you see ducks and observe ducks.
1: <laughs> They're right by my house.
0: Oh, of course. Okay. So <laughs> I just
1: have to walk out the door. <laughs> out the
0: door and look at the ducks. You'll often notice that it's very common for the ducks to swim in pairs yeah and in a lot in the Asian tradition uh as well as other traditions they refer to duck as uh representing the um the uh the ability to mate permanently with someone to find a permanent love in that sense. There's also another very interesting connotation to duck or to goose energy also in that sense because you know you ever hear the expression the uh the golden goose that lays the the goose that lays the golden eggs yes. Yeah. And the Druid culture and other cultures they would take care of uh, they didn 't really eat ducks or, or goose very often they kept them because they laid eggs in that sense they used them for that purpose, uh, especially goose obviously, in that context this is a similar uh, context that way but so the idea was they would treat them very well they would be pampered they would be taken care of, so they would keep laying you know the good eggs the golden eggs in that sense. when you treat yourself well when you when you you know, attend to your needs when you love yourself and you're good to yourself in that sense, you will inevitably bring a partner who will treat you that way too. So if you take care of yourself now and make that decision to say, listen, I love you, there's no question, but I need to attend to me, and you need to deal with your thing in that sense. We can talk once in a while, but, you know, this us getting together is on hold until you finish the thing that you're doing, and I'm going to attend to myself now in that sense. So, you see what I mean? How it's difficult, but it's kind of what you gotta do to get from point A to point B,
1: yeah, because he's pretty much told me, "Look, you know you just have to realize that this could be a year and a half before we're together, and there's right. there's gonna be a process here." And if you want to, you know, hold on to me and talk. and, and I, But, you know, he's still wanting to hold on in the sense that he's still holding on, like, in a jealousy fashion. Like, I want you right. dating other people, but I don't want you dating other people. I want right. you dating other people, but I want to know exactly everything that you're doing. Um, I need to know everything that's going on with you, you know. Um, and if I start pulling back, he so pulls forward. So, And it makes it hard on me because I'm really, really... So wanting right there, I'm wanting it. I'm wanting it right now.
0: Right, and that's where the right. That's where the pain part's coming in. You, yes. You, you, you know, it, I, I use this expression all the time. It's one of my favorite authors used to say this. your resistance to what is causes all of your suffering. Your say suffering it again what? The, your resistance to what is causes all of your suffering. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: And that's yes. what's happening. You're you're in a process where you know it's you're damned if you do, damned if you don't because you found someone that you really care about, who really cares about you, but the truth of it is the structure of, of where it is right now with the distance factor and the other factors are in are really making it difficult. So yeah. what you want to do is you don't want to fight that, that reality. You want to accept it as a structure at this point in the game, and you don't want to beat up against it. Once that's accepted in that sense, and you realize that, that you very well may come together with this man. But mm-hmm. for now... You have to take care of Deborah. Right. And the way to take right. care of Deborah is to not subject yourself to the fact that you are completely committed to someone who isn't fully available to you. Right,
1: right. You know what I mean? So that's, it's tough
0: because I think you're very loyal.
1: I am, extremely. And, right, yeah. so it's
0: tough. It's like getting the loyal dog to, to go and, and, and brush up against another master. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's okay. If you, if you let the, you know, if you let the duck energy come in, the goose energy come in, you'll understand that you ask it to be a power animal for you and it will show you how to have that harmony in that sense internally. Because I feel like once you have it internally, you'll have it externally. But right now, the situation keeps getting you to focus on the problem.
1: Yes, that's very true. Yeah, right. that's that's very true. I'm just, yeah, my thought is, and I know I want to keep you. I'm wondering if my if my fear about this is making things um, not hurry along as fast as they could, because he did suggest right. that that yeah, happened, absolutely. my fear and my negativity for all this four years, or at least three and a half of it, right. have been the reason why things have not moved along because I, I focus on the negative always.
0: Right, so said, it's, always it's a you know negative. it's a it's an impatience trap. Because it seems like it's taken forever, and, yeah, to some extent it it is. But um, impatience kind of, as a fear, kind of does a little dance with martyrdom. So you end up feeling victimized in that sense. And rather than be victimized, realize that while it's hard to see it at this point, the block that's there now is there for a reason, and it's for you, even though you can't see that in that sense. And if you trust that, that the block that's there is so that he can... Again, he needs to finish this chapter, and he's still got, you know, it's like a 12-chapter book, and he's on Chapter 10 of that book, but he opened up to Chapter 3 with you. Right. So the answer is, listen, finish what you're doing. Finish. You know what I mean? I'll still be here. We can talk once in a while, but you know what? I'm going to go on with my life in that sense, and I hope this is going to work out. But if you can do that and move forward that way, you'll find that the anxiety will decrease. And I feel like there's some definite movement by the spring of uh, 2010, but it's like, again, he has to get his foot out of the door, and that's something the other door, and you can't do. It's something he's got to decide.
1: Right, and that's up in the air right now whether mm-hmm. he decides or not.
0: Absolutely, because yeah. he is. He's, he's holding on to both worlds.
1: Yes, that's very true. That's very true. All right. I, I appreciate okay. that so much. I really, no really problem. Do. Yeah, hang in there. You
0: know, like I said, just pull back, put your energy in, and I know it's tough, but what, is, what do you need to do for you to feel fulfilled and happy? And that may mean saying, listen, I can't talk three times a day. I can't, you know what I mean? I could, I want to know how you're doing, but, you know, and if you do go out and meet other people and just have experiences and not necessarily looking for love, you know, you don't have to, you know, every bit of information doesn't have to be exchanged.
1: right even though he wants to know it (laughs) (laughs) that's true exactly that's very very true absolutely
0: you save yourself agony you save it for him too so right right
1: all right okay well thank you so much you're welcome
0: thanks for calling in all right have a great day you too bye-bye bye all right so okay so excellent i appreciate both of those calls um I think we're going to have to – let me see if I get this to work correctly. There we go. Okay, I think we've only got uh, about five or six more minutes, so um, it's going to be tough for me to take another call at this point in the game. So uh, we'll leave that for now and just kind of finish up on a few other thoughts here. You know, I I definitely appreciate both of those calls because I think that, you know, both of you are really, really um, doing your best. In, in circumstances that, again, there's some element of block there. But I think the thing that we always have to remember is w- w- when it comes to manifesting and creating experiences in life, and I'm just as guilty as this, of this as, as everyone is in that sense, we get so mesmerized by our creations that we forget that really at a deeper level we do have internal power in that sense to, to make those shifts um, in the way that, we, uh, that we, we need to in that sense. The power does come back to us in that sense. And while we cannot change another human being, we can shift internally to make the decision to be happy and to be fulfilled. And that's actually a really, really powerful thing to say, to make that decision to be happy and fulfilled no matter what, to be, um, to be a happy person, to experience joy, um, and that, to make the decision that that's the way it's going to go for you in that sense, and then no matter what we're having happen or experiencing in our life, we in essence will uh, we will experience joy. And then also we can shift things in that sense. You know, we cannot again we can't really change another person. You know, you could fall uh, in love with someone and want to be with them, but they still have to make their own decisions. But if you get in touch with the part of you that feels good and deserving of love and happiness and fulfillment, and you, could, you can really look at this in all areas of life because this is going to apply also to work environments and familial environments and health matters, that when you get in touch with that part of you that makes that decision that you have the right and the ability to create a life of health and harmony and happiness in that sense around you, that's what you will manifest, because then spirit, your own higher self, your own spirit will begin to direct you toward what you need to do to make those things become tangible realities for yourself. The problem is a lot of times when we get that in motion, we're often asked to do things <laughs> that we may not like. Like I've talked about this in past, show, past shows, you know, I realized I had a lot of credit card debt a couple of years ago, and I, I made a decision that I was going to get out of credit card debt completely and build abundance. Well... When I meditated on it, the message that I got was that I needed to get a part-time job again, waiting tables or bartending. That was pretty clear the message came through. And for a good five, six months, when I got that message, my thought was, no way in hell am I going to do that. (laughs) I am 44 years old. I have a successful business. Why would I go backwards? I haven't done that kind of stuff in, in six, seven years. So I fought it and I fought it and I fought it. And what's funny about that is I finally just, after, you know, I got broke enough that I just had to do something and I started applying at a few different restaurants. And, you know, since February of 2009, I've been working part time on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights in a restaurant. And, you know what, I've got to tell you, this is what's so funny. I love it. It's social, it's fun. I, I think I found one of the coolest places I could possibly work in. I make really, really good money and they love me there. I'm part of a family. Now, Granted, I work more hours than I was, but um, I like it. And I really was getting kind of bored, you know, being at home and not going out and meeting people. And, again, I'm part of this great family, and and they love me at that job, and and I love it. I'm going to be there for a couple of years, and lo and behold, I literally am taken in anywhere from another $500 to $700 a week by doing this. So, of course couple of years, yes, my credit card debt will be paid, and I'm out of debt. So the message came, but what, they, what I was told to do, you know, my ego, my lower self, of course, was like, no way. You're kidding me. You know what I mean? That's what I'm supposed to do here. But, you know, this is why I, I really like to remind everybody, you know, you have a higher self and an essence and a higher self. You have a um, spirit guides and angels and all kinds of helpers if you're willing to ask them. But, see, the thing of it is, is we've got to ask them. And then we've got to kind of open ourselves up to listen, to get quiet enough to listen. And sometimes they'll ask you to do things uh, that feels a little difficult in that sense. But the truth of it is, it will be of benefit, and we will move forward, and we will have the things we're wanting to manifest. You know, it can seem like sometimes impatience gets in the way, because it seems like it's taken forever. But the truth of it is, you know, well, most of us, a lot of us chose to be here for a long time. And so to Spirit... You know, time is a little different, and we need to be patient with the manifestation process because it's going to take a little while to shift from one place to the next in that sense. But we can do it. And again, that's why I wanted to talk about the vines because it was such a fast example of manifestation, again, because there was no negative beliefs that were blocking it. So look inside and see what's going on internally that blocks me from manifesting this. What belief is going on there? Okay, that said, looks like we're out of time. The show went by really, really fast, and uh, it was certainly a good one. I loved uh, the comments and uh, the sharing of both of my callers, again, so I thank you for that. And everyone who's been in the chat room as well, too, thanks for joining us today. I'll be back here again with an interview show with an amazing, amazing healer and teacher um, named Anise, uh in two weeks, so check that out. Uh, if you're not already getting my monthly column, email me at VenturaWords at Mac dot com or Ventura Sag, short for Sagittarius, at Yahoo.com and get on my mailing list so you can check out my column and my classes and and uh you can also go to my website if you're looking for a personal session or to pick up a copy of any of my books at uh web dot mac dot com slash VenturaWords, all that's on the website. Guys, thanks for tuning in and have an awesome, awesome day. Cheers, Jim Ventura.